All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rigos Rag Podcast. Ian Cummings here uh, with Tim Payne. Goes by the reality is he's contributed for us at the site. He gave you the reality is segments every week during the season. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the uh, Ron Rivera hire for Washington. Obviously, uh, the end of the NFL season, there's been a lot of different uh, coaching moves and transactions and front office moves, too. Um, and Washington is not immune to that. Uh, they actually underwent a serious overhaul, and now Ron Rivera is the head coach. And with that comes a lot of questions, a lot of excitement, but also a lot of questions that need to be answered. Me and Jacob, we gave you kind of a introductory podcast of what it's all about uh, on New Year's Eve, actually. Um, but we're gonna we got more time now, so we're gonna bring on one of our contributors to talk a little bit more in depth about it. And I think it's good that Tim could talk about this because. All throughout the season, he was saying, you know, oh, the reality is this. And so I feel like right now, where a lot of hope is being sold, it can be confusing what reality actually is. So Tim is going to give us a little breakdown on that and, you know, maybe bring some people back to earth, maybe compound the excitement. I don't know. Tim, it's your choice. The fate is in your hands. So first off, man, how are you doing? Doing well. Happy Thanksgiving, Ian. The, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're in a reasonable place to be excited, obviously, as Redskins fans. I mean, I think there were some of the names that were thrown out uh, could have been a whole lot worse, you know, uh, where we landed. Um, and I think the excitement for um, a, you know, for lack of a better term, an adult in the room is real. And I think that uh, the reality is that we're way better off as a franchise you know, whatever it is today in January than we were at the end of the year here with Bruce Allen still running the show. So I think before, um, you know, any, you know, negative commentary comes in on any part of the, the process here, you know, the absolute, you know, most important part of the process was Dan Snyder had to make the, the move to completely remove Bruce Allen from, you know, any and all influence in Redskins Park. So I, I think before... You know, fans are quick to run down the path of worrying about the next decision and what's going to happen and who's going to be the defensive coordinator, who's going to be the offensive coordinator, and you know all these other things. I think we got to stop and, and really enjoy the moment when we realize you know he finally did what he had to do and get rid of, getting rid of Bruce Allen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, real quick before we get into that, though, what what did you think of that Happy Thanksgiving thing? Because I, I watched it. You know, I was I was trying to get a recap together. I was sick, so I ended up not getting it done. By by the way, guys, I'm getting over a cough. So if I ever cough during this podcast, that's that's what it is. But I <coughs> I was um trying to figure that out. Some people thought he was joking, like a really elaborate, smart joke. Others thought it was just stupid. I mean, how how did you read that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think he gets the benefit of the doubt. You know, I yeah. mean. I guess he could be playing 3D chess or something and, and throwing out a really obscure joke that only he and Rivera knew about or something like that. But I think you got to assume that he meant to say Happy New Year and he just, you know, gets so nervous when he's talking in front yeah. of people. And you could tell he was like on edge, just oh, yeah. barely able to get that 93 seconds out or whatever. So I think it was just a slip of the tongue and, you know, they didn't. They didn't want to go back and, and retract it, so they, you know, the PR folks tried to spin it as a joke or whatever. But um, yeah. I'm not hung up on it though. I mean, it's one of those things. Some people were trying to make it out to like sound like he, you know, he must have a mental problem or he must not be able to put three sentences together. I think people just misspeak and don't realize it, you know, all the time. It's not like it's a big deal. So yeah, exactly. You know, like um, it's 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 just a slip of the tongue happens. Like you go to yeah. the grocery store, the cashier says, you know, I hope you enjoy your uh, groceries, whatever, and you're like, oh yeah, you too. It's like, oh shoot, god damn, yeah, exactly. now I feel like an right. idiot. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, yeah it, I, 
think is a big deal. Yeah, but, exactly. That's that's not the important part. The important part is what you were saying, and um, I think you tied it together really well. It's something that we've been talking about, you know, <laughs> before you get into what it all means. Uh, you gotta acknowledge that, you know, getting rid of Bruce Allen. Uh, he was this cultural toxin from the front office, you know, for 10 years. And I feel like, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, he It seems like he was the first front office executive uh, that Dan Snyder, as owner, really kind of established some loyalty towards, even through adversity. You know, like every time it was Allen that stayed, it got to the point where you didn't know when he was going to go. So I feel like this is a really important breakthrough here. Cause, and people will, ju- will juxtapose it with uh, Vinny Serrato and, and other happenings like this other kind of turning new leafs under schneider it, it it hasn't worked out but i feel like this was the first time where it really built up for that long and i feel like the weight of all this failure is getting to schneider i don't know I, you know it's hard to say no one has that direct tie-in to him he's a pretty uh, private guy but um it definitely seems like more and more he's he's starting to acknowledge the reality you know and the reality is they needed a change and um, I'm using your trademark. I hope that's okay. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, that's good? Okay, just making sure. Just, I don't want to pay royalties or something. No, uh, you're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, you know, the difference between, you know, every time he's fired somebody before and brought somebody new in, prior to getting rid of Vinny, Vinny was always the one making all of those, you know, having all those press conferences. And so it's always kind of under the auspices of like, well, Vinny's making some changes, you know, and then, okay, he makes the shift and says, okay, I'm going to get rid of Vinny and bring in Bruce. And then, you know, in, in, in that transition, he really didn't acknowledge, hey, we've got a problem here that needs to be fixed. It was really, you know, we need to make a change. And that was really the extent of, you know, kind of any, any owning the reality that things aren't right, you know, things aren't going well. Um, and there was a lot of fanfare and, you know, Bruce Allen's a, a, a family name and all of that stuff. And, uh, people kind of got bought into the idea that there was going to be a, a real change and it really wasn't, you know, there really was no difference in the way the organization was run other than that they, you know, started paying attention to the salary cap and yeah. trying to do some things fiscally responsibly. But, um, from a, from a culture of like, what does it take to win and to be consistent in, building a program of winning that really wasn't Bruce Allen's thing. His thing was let's, let's be, you know, profitable and hopefully let's get a stadium built. And, you know, and, and none of that stuff came to fruition after 10 years, he didn't accomplish really anything positive for the organization, only, only negative. And it was nice to hear Snyder take some, you know, it was 90 seconds. So it wasn't a lot of responsibility, but he did take some responsibility to say, we, you know, the culture around here needs to change and I'm bringing somebody in and giving him, you know, that whole phrase, one voice, you know, we're going to have one voice in, in the organization, you know, proof will be in the pudding. You know, we might be in 10 years talking about how Rivera should have been fired five years ago or something like that. But, uh, you know, it sounds like he's at least acknowledging, Hey, I've had some, you know, I've had a come to Jesus meeting, you know, I've kind of realized how much I, know didn't know or how much we failed and we're going to try something dramatically different and i really am serious that we need to change so that was encouraging yeah for sure and it's not like he didn't come out he didn't i don't think he expressed like individual uh, regret or you know didn't take accountability by himself but you know <coughs> you got <coughs> excuse me you got to take what you can get and he he said 
he at least acknowledged the need for change. And that hasn't been something that he's done in the past. You know, got to take baby steps, I feel like. Sometimes people, yep. people think you can just get the entire thing all at once, but sometimes it just doesn't work like that. And even, even for a guy, uh, a guy who has a ton of resources like Dan Snyder, it's going to take some time for maybe him to come to that absolute realization that, hey, I need to get my act together. And so that's, yeah. I, I feel like we'll talk about that later, but first let's, you know, we'll, we'll keep going with this. I, I feel like he made the move that needed to be made in firing Bruce right. Allen. And then Ron Rivera, you know, I've, I have some hesitance about him. I have some doubts, but um, he seems like the right guy for this specific situation. Would you say that? Yeah. And, and I, I'm with you. I don't think, you know, I don't think he's like the perfect uh, solution. I don't have a lot of hope that they're going to go on a, you know, Patriots 20 year run with Rivera at the helm. Um, but I do think he, like I said before, I think he's the adult in the room. You know, he certainly, he certainly understands what it takes to be successful. He certainly, um, has experience both playing and coaching in much more significant, you know, success than we've experienced in the last, you know, 20 something years as a, as a franchise. Yeah. So, you know, you can't go, you're not going to go from zero to a hundred without, you know, without some steps in the between. And he's, he's a massive step forward from what we've had over the last five, six, seven, ten years, whether he can, you know, execute and whether Dan will let him and whether there's enough other headwinds to be able to pull something off and be consistently successful. That that's only, you know, going to become evident over time. But, in the meantime, at least you can expect competent decisions to be made. You know, you can expect practices and training camp and coaching hires and decisions that are made not based on, you know, who am I trying to impress today, but based on like a real sense of this is the direction that I want us to go and this is what it takes to win. Who knows what the results will be, but it, it should be a much more, you know, playing the odds, it should be the right type of uh, moves that they're making. Yeah, for sure. This this process definitely seemed more uh, thorough than previous ones. Like, yeah. the reports that Snyder assembled his own football advisory board or something and was trying to figure out how they could be better, delving into the details of it. So that was um, that was promising to hear. Um, and Rivera, you know, if they weren't sold on this guy, I would say he's a bridge hire. You know, get them to where they need to be, where they can then make a uh, uh, signing with a little more upside, but um, they, right. they seem pretty sold on him, leading them to success, which is which is fine. You know, he's done before. The, the, there there are issues I have with Rivera. Like I said, um, most fans are really bullish on the signing, and they're they're going to say, you know, he's a top two time coach of the year on the NFL, fifteen and one season, which is a rare accomplishment. You know, not everyone does that, and made it to a Super Bowl, which you know, a very limited amount of people have done that. Uh, so that's that's impressive. You know, uh, Doug Marone was one game away from the Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, you know, sometimes it just happens. I'm not. That's not to say that Rivera is anywhere near Doug Marone. He's far above Doug Marone. But you know, I think I think Rivera is in a sense limited. You know, uh, I've heard that he's not willing to accept analytics. You know, fully, which is a big red flag for me because recently we've seen teams that embrace analytics are starting to attain more success and that discrepancy is starting to get a little bit bigger in the NFL. You look at the Ravens, the Chiefs, the 49ers, those teams are moving on more often. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think to me it's a red flag that the Panthers owner, David Tepper, uh, was a big analytics proponent 
and he let go of Rivera, suddenly in a change of direction. And that was a big red flag for me. And now all the guys that were previous institutions for the Panthers under Rivera's old school uh, philosophy, they're coming over to the Redskins. And, you know, while they did have some winning, some success under his, under his uh, tenure with the team, they went 15-1, and one, uh, they were also limited. They were kind of inconsistent, and in a changing NFL, I'm not sure if they're as adaptable as they need to be. So that's, that's a concern for me. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about the coaching hires so far? Because I know there have been a few guys with good track records. I think the linebackers coach, you know, he coached Luke Keekley, so he's got something going for him there. Uh, the, the trainer yeah. has a lot of respect uh, from, from people I've heard. Uh, what do you think about those coaching hires he's made? And also, uh, Kevin O'Connell, that whole situation. Because I know some people yeah. want him to stay. Some people want him to leave. It's weird, man. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think the the concept of bring your head coach in and let him make the vast majority of the hires after he, you know, rather than bringing in a new GM or a new team president or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I, I do think it's 50-50 on what's the most successful way to go about that. I, I do think Brian Mitchell, I think, said something along the lines of, look, I don't care who's, who's in charge as long as there's one person in charge. And, um, you know, you look at, you look at Belichick, you look at Shanahan and, and Lynch in, in, um, in San Francisco, you look at uh, Bean and McDermott in uh, Buffalo, you know, and then you look back to, you know, historically guys like uh, Bill Cower in, in, um, in Pittsburgh. There's, there's lots of options where you could look back and say basically that guy, the head coach, was the GM, and he had talent evaluators and scouts working for him, and and all of that, but at the end of the day, he was the final say on pretty much everything football-related. Jimmy Johnson in, in Dallas is a famous example of, you know, obvious success. So, first of all, I think it's great that Snyder isn't trying to cut the baby in half and, you know, do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. He's just saying, look, we're going to try this. We're going to try giving Rivera all of the keys and let him make all the decisions. And so I'm, I'm in favor of that. I, I'm a huge fan of the Del Rio hire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this defense needs somebody who can point to skins on the wall and say, look, if you do it my way, you could be like Denver in the Super Bowl. You could be like, you know, um, the, the the Panthers back in the day when they were like a top three defense when he, he was there. You know, the, the, the consistent, I took a bad defense and I made it better track record as a defensive coordinator, notwithstanding the fact that he's not a great head coach and we don't need him to be a head coach. Um, I think he's a really good defensive coordinator, and I love the fact that he's going to a 4-3. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm a big fan of that that hire. Um, and, you know, I think fans getting all bent out of shape about Rivera bringing a bunch of guys from Carolina when Carolina hasn't been good the last couple of years is kind of ridiculous just because, you know, position coaches, it's more about trust and, and effectiveness and teaching you know, there's a lot of factors that go into whether or not a, a team wins. Like, for instance, their starting quarterback has basically not been healthy for the last two straight years. Yeah, um, that doesn't have anything to do with how good the linebackers coach is. So, I, you know, I'm in favor of him bringing guys that he trusts, and I'm glad that Snyder doesn't seem to be tampering and telling him he has to keep certain guys or you know any of that. So, um, but with that said, I do the Kevin O'Connell situation is starting to sound a little. But be a little worrisome, I guess. I, I don't I don't know that Kevin O'Connell has to be the offensive coordinator, but it seems like it makes sense to not make Dwayne Haskins learn a new offense. 
Um, so I would have loved to have heard that Rivera met with O'Connell and felt like they could be on the same page and, you know, for the sake of developing a great young quarterback, or hopefully a great young quarterback, um, that they, they could, you know, they work something out. But it sounds like maybe O'Connell doesn't want to be here, if I'm reading between the lines correctly, you know, and doesn't feel like he's going to have the opportunities he wants to have under Rivera. So he's kind of keeping his options open. And so Rivera's having to come up with some backup plans. But that, that's my take on it. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely see that, um, especially with, you know, you look at reports saying that maybe O'Connell is waiting to see where Josh McDaniels goes because uh, they have some ties back from New England. So if McDaniels goes to, say, the Browns or whatever, I don't know why O'Connell would want to go to the Browns. <laughs> but, you know, I guess Cleveland or Washington, take your pick. I mean, they both don't have great resumes over the past 10, 20 years. But, I mean, um, you know, I think O'Connell, it's it's interesting because working with Rivera, you know, I, I can't speak to how how much freedom Rivera gives his offensive coaches. I know North Turner had a lot of freedom in Carolina the past two years, and they, they had some promise uh, promising strides in that arena. I know Christian McCaffrey benefited a lot. Um, and O'Connell, you know, I think I, I really feel like if both sides were super motivated, then it would have been done already. So maybe there's some hesitance on both sides. You know, um, I would like to give O'Connell the chance, though. I know a lot of young coaches just need a chance. Like, you can go with a proven guy, uh, but, the, you know, they might falter in that system, that, that culture. And, you know, O'Connell, he's a guy with potential, got a lot of years ahead of him, and has a pre-existing relationship with Dwayne Haskins, you know, that if you don't have to break that up and if he has that potential, why not give him the reins for a year, see if it works out. And I know they interviewed Scott Turner, uh, who was with the Panthers to be their quarterbacks coach. So, you know, maybe if O'Connell moves on, promote him. You know, I think there's avenues through which they can kind of give him a trial run, see if it works out. But um, <laughs> they might. Yeah, and, yeah I'd, I'd be my, that'd be my vote if I was getting to pick to just say, let's just see how it works. seems like they were on a good trajectory. And as, an, as a defensive coach, you know, he's not – I'm sure he's going to have philosophical – you know, opinions and, and preferences about, you know, how much they run the ball, how much yeah. they throw the ball, whatever. But you know he's going to be given more free reign than he would, like, going to work for McDaniel, McDaniel, who's probably still going to call the plays. Like, he's probably going to lose. If he goes and works for him, probably doesn't even get to call plays, you know. Exactly. Uh, so that seems like an odd one to me. But, again, you could just be feeling like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be uh, in that situation where I'm being evaluated uh, for this next year, I'd rather go somewhere where I know I've got a three or four year contract. Um, so I can, I can understand that, I guess, but I do think, look, if you're going to go with the idea that Rivera gets to make the decisions that he needs to make the decision. And, and I don't think it's all that big of a deal. If it ends up being somebody new, I think Haskins will have a full off season as the, as the presumed starter. And, um, you know, anybody new that comes in, that's going to be smart is going to look at his, you know, body of work this last year and, and try to design some, some offense around what he does best. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world. Some people seem to make it sound like, you know, if Haskins has to, um, you know, switch offenses, he's going to be the next, the second coming of Jason Campbell or something. And I just don't think that's, you know, a fair uh, evaluation of his yeah. talent. He's a, he's a smart guy too. I, you know, yeah, yeah it, it took him a little bit to adjust to the face of the NFL, but he, he's clearly a smart kid. So I feel like just give him, 
give him <coughs> a guy he's comfortable with and he can learn fast and expedite the growth process. That's why I'd like to keep O'Connell plus, you know, without the influence of Bill Callahan. I mean, Callahan, right. I, I really respect what he did as interim head coach this year, but, um, you know, some of those offensive philosophies, I feel like it was a little outdated. Uh, we saw him for his feet, Adrian Peterson, all the time. I feel like O'Connell has a chance to really put his stamp on this offense if both sides are willing to make an agreement. So we'll see. But given Ron Rivera's uh, really stark tendency to go after former Panthers coaches, I'm saying that might be what he's trying to do here. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of that. You know, I know it's good to be guy with guys that you're comfortable with, but sometimes you can kind of sacrifice opportunity for familiarity, and that can limit your upside. So it's um. It's it's a give and take for sure. I would I would like to see him get a chance, but um, ultimately, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is what it is. Um, but Rivera, uh, honestly, he's you know we we kind of nitpick a little bit, but you know it's it's just nice to talk about that he's the guy right now and uh, that he, he kind of has a high floor. You know, like you're not gonna go down in flames with him necessarily. Um, but how how far you're gonna go? is really determined by Dan Snyder. Uh, he's kind of the lone constant from the previous era, era that this era. And, um, you know, it really depends how far you go. You know, has Dan Snyder changed? Is he willing to, you know, uh, generate this collaborative environment that Rivera was talking about in his press conference, in his introductory press conference? So it, <laughs> whether Snyder has evolved or not is a big factor here. What is there something... Huge. Is there something that you've seen that makes you think that, or maybe uh, do you think it would be reasonable to assume that, or you know, I mean, twenty years have happened and it's taken him this long to get to this point, so it's yeah. it, it really seems like a toss-up. Yeah. Well, for one, he's picked a better best friend than he's had for the last ten years. I mean, Alex Smith is for sure a better best buddy than uh, Bruce Allen, yeah. so uh, he's got that going for him. Um, you know, the report that came out yesterday from Schefter um, saying that, uh, you know, that he had gotten close to hiring Rick Smith, former Texans GM, before he made the decision to go to Rivera. A lot of people were bent, you know, about that kind of saying he's, you know, clearly not that, that convinced about this whole coach-centric model if he was just about to hire Rick Smith. And I, I don't know, I kind of took that the other way. I sort of feel like if he hadn't interviewed, like, legitimate GM, team president type candidates, and had only interviewed head coaches, um, I, I think I would have taken that as a sign that he's just kind of whiplashing to another, you know, to another idea. Very true. Uh, to me, the more thorough the investigation and evaluation and how, you know, and the more people that he talked to, the better. And I, that sounds to me like change versus what he used to do. I think he used to, I mean, when he fired Benny Serrato and hired Bruce Allen, he fired Serrato one day and and announced Allen like two days later, you know, um, all mid-season. You know, it was like the end of the year. And so th- there's no way he had a whole lot of conversations with a lot of different candidates. You know, he, he just did it all at once. And um, so if nothing else, he's learned that it's worth asking a lot of questions and talking to a lot of people and getting a lot of input. And then uh, this is kind of a sneaky, encouraging sign. Just the fact that he fired Larry Hess – Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could have easily leaned on, look, Bruce Allen was the reason of, for, you know, was the problem for everything. And there's really no other problems in the room. And I brought in Ron Rivera and he's going to, 
make a bunch of decisions and, um, but you know, we're not going to fire anybody else preemptively, but instead he was like, we're cleaning house, you know, on this area that's been a problem for us, whether it's real or perceived doesn't really matter because at this point it's hurting, you know, players are, don't trust the staff, uh, potential players don't trust the training staff and all that. So one way or the other, that, that was a significant change. And, you know, that doesn't mean they're not going to have injuries next year. It just means he's really actually making, you know, significant changes. And it's not just, a you know, giving into the fire Bruce Allen movement and then going back to doing the way things, things the way he's always done them. Yeah, for sure. And Hess was a 17 year veteran with the team. So, I mean, they probably, they probably had a relationship or something. Yeah. So that's, uh, (laughs) That's big to kind of get past those personal connections when, you know, job performance demands it. So that's good. I feel like um, earlier in his career, just in general, head coaching hires, it seems like Snyder was just trying every little quick cheat code to get success, you know, the flashy moves yeah. and stuff. And when that didn't work, he, he started relying on that past greatness to try and reignite it with Joe Gibbs, part two with Mike Shanahan, and then and then Bruce Allen, you know. Uh, and when, ultimately when that didn't happen, I guess he, he probably had like a, like you said earlier, come to God moment where he, he's like, all right, I really need to kind of look inward. And that's what I hope would have happened. I mean, we a report came out today that said um, that he had actually started the search for a new head coach earlier in the season around November, which is really promising, you know, because like you said, you want him to do their due diligence. And some people look at the GM interview and it's like, oh man, he's not really loyal to Rivera. <laughs> but you would rather them be thorough, like you said. And, you know, I feel like that's a big step in the right direction for Snyder, who so often made those quick, impulsive decisions as an owner. You know, that really should be. Just that he's, you know, he's, he's quick-tempered and he's impulsive and, you know, he just, he just flies off the handle and does whatever. And, you know, so the longer, I mean, the more conversations he's had with Joe Gibbs about, you know, what kind of people you need to bring in and why, the better. More people he's talked to, you know, that are respected. And I mean, it'd be one thing if he's, you know, if there was news that he had talked to, you know, somebody that didn't have a good reputation, you know, that'd be discouraging. But yeah. he was talking to legitimate people, legitimate candidates, mm-hmm. you know. Urban Meyer, um, too. You know, you don't have to like Marvin Lewis, but he's, you know, he's a respected voice in the NFL and has a lot of success in a bad organization. Yeah. You know, sure, he didn't have playoff success, but he had success. So, Hey, have a conversation with him. Pick his brain. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me that to try to limit that. And um, you know, I I don't know that he made the right decision, but I'm glad he made a definitive decision, and that he's at least publicly saying, "Hey, Rivera's got the reins, and we'll see if Rivera's any good at having the reins. We don't know. You know, we don't know what kind of influence he had over personnel in Carolina. Whether he really, you know, an eye talent or not. You know, we don't know whether he'll work well with." the people that are in house or whether he'll clean house after the draft and end up, you know, bringing in a bunch of guys from Carolina who aren't all that much better or aren't better at all. Who knows, you know, but, uh, you can't be trying to do three things at once and have three different kind of, uh, voices arguing about things and nobody knows who's in charge and all of that stuff, which is what's been going on for, you know, 10 years. So yeah. at least they're trying to have a more linear approach, a more methodical approach and, I think it's encouraging. I think you gotta we gotta tap the brakes on. You know, oh, they're going to be ten and six next year. Uh, I 
that's highly unlikely. You know, I think it's probably reasonable to say, hey, with Ron Rivera and the current roster, you should expect more than three wins. With Ron Rivera and some more additions and some more cleaning out of some, you know, overpaid guys, maybe six and ten, seven and nine would be a good goal for next year. And then, you know, uh, can they make the playoffs the following year is probably reasonable. You know? Yeah. This was always going to be a long-term project, so I think expectations do need to be tempered. I feel like some consensus things that we can come to, some conclusions, you know, the Dan Snyder, Ron Rivera structure is a good one, much better than Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen, that's for sure. Um, you know, Ron Rivera isn't a miracle worker, but he's exactly what they need in terms of revamping the culture and, you know, setting that foundation, because that's ultimately the organizational foundation. And then with Dan Snyder, you know, it seems like he's changing. we got to watch and see how he reacts to this coaching hire and how he plays, how it plays out with him. But there is reason for optimism. There's reason for skepticism as well. Um, some measured optimism is good, though. And I feel like this is the first time where you can actually say that. So, unfortunately, we are at a time. So, Tim, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, you guys can hit him up on Twitter. The reality is... Um, I, the, the handle's a little weird. I got it wrong one time, and he called me out on it. What is it again? So it's it's at the reality is, but there's two underscores at the end. There's two underscores. Hear that? Double underscore. Okay. Remember that. That's important. Okay. So we're out of time for now. Uh, you guys can listen to this and check out. We got uh, news updates on the site running constantly. So Jacob has been on top of that. So uh, we're, we're keeping you in the loop. Uh, thanks for listening. Peace out. Have a good night.